and down couple of weeks. As you both know, we've been happy. We've been sad. <laughs> we were prepared to be really sad, actually, again this week. We um, but I am not. <laughs> Thoughts? Thoughts? Agreed. Yeah, I was really exhausted from a bad night's sleep. And then Leah kept telling us things that were on the card and they were all 100% terrible. Leah it was, was like, like slow rolling the card to us where she's yeah. like, do you want to hear something okay. else you're not going to love? <laughs> she's going to be like, can you even believe this? It's the worst <laughs> thing you've ever heard in your life. To be clear, I was, it was, it wasn't me who was sl- slow rolling. It was Tony. And he was, I was transcribing it moments after he would tweet it. And he hadn't disclosed the card until like an hour before the show. In and every time a Tony transcriptionist, as you so often are, we just yeah. have you on monitoring. Duty. Yeah. I thank you so much. It is. I'm, I'm a really good administrator. Really, but... <laughs> but I love that you took it that way. <laughs> Okay, so we'll, we'll just get right into it. I just We'd just like to update you on our state of mind ahead of time. But this was So a, we were in real bad moods as it started, yeah. so it's pretty impressive how psyched we got. I thought it was a great episode of Dynamite. Like, I yeah. loved it. I know. It was one of the best ones in recent memory. Although maybe it was just the contrast. You no. know, like when your expectations are really low and then you're I like, that was actually great. I think it's like because I had such low expectations, not even because of the week before, because of the things that were announced, but then I liked the things, how they actually were, they end up being. That is impressive. Make you yeah. think. It's All true. right. Let's start out by talking about what we, we, we actually were looking forward to, which was the Inner Circle's Chris Jericho mandated therapy session, which they had on Dynamite <laughs> last night. It did not go well. Santana <laughs> and Ortiz showed up. Uh, Santana, I think, or Ortiz, somebody. Santana is taller and he has the longer name. Ortiz, Ortiz is shorter and has a small... And well, that's a, a one. I believe that that's a topic of debate in the group that's, chat. That's why we haven't, with Dax and Cash, we managed to get to a mnemonic that we all agreed on. Like, that makes me remember that man. With Santana and Ortiz, the argument over which one is cute has really muddied the waters. And this is why I'm saying difficult. the long name is a, the good, long that's names, a good idea. You have to yeah. get into the long name situation. The long boy has the long name. Yes. Ortiz, oh. I always remember, is the one we saw accidentally Ortiz. steal coffee from yeah. the Marriott. And no. we approved he didn't, of that. He didn't really, dear listener. He, <laughs> he took it out of the coffee cart was closed, but they still had coffee in their little coffers, and he I know thought it was free. In their yeah, little I'm coffers, sure. <laughs> but the coffers, you were know, still full of coffee. That's where you put coffee. <laughs> so he got a oh little cup of coffee from Ooh. the coffers. <laughs> Okay, well, Ortiz had, like, a workout thing around his neck, which I loved. Uh, They told Chris Jericho, you don't respect us. Um, And then Sammy Guevara at one point tried to interject and be like, guys, we're family. And Chris Jericho was so head up that he told Sammy to (laughs) shut up. Sammy immediately was like, you tell what to shut up? (laughs) Took off his special inner circle leather vest and left. And that's how uh, things went. So do you guys like this? pretty fast turn from we're family which he said many times to actually i'm leaving it was so funny he got insulted one time and he was out but the funniest thing about that is that like i felt like jericho santana and ortiz all waited for him to stop temperature tantruming and then they were just like anyways so back to it nobody tried to stop him nobody tried to argue with him 
Well, he didn't, did he even have an argument? Like, he was just like, if you guys can't get it together, maybe you'll never get it together. Bye. <laughs> so I was like, fine, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I guess that adds up. Uh, Jake Hager, I think, said nothing in the nothing. entire promo. Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. Absolutely he was like an wild. uncredited, like an extra you don't have to pay. <laughs> like a featured extra with no lines. <laughs> and, well, maybe his contract wasn't renewed, and that's <laughs> going on there. Um... Yeah. So next week, Santana and Ortiz are going to fight Chris Jericho and Jake Hager. Uh, Leah, why don't you explain your take on this? Which I loved. <laughs> which it is. Is it so? This is my favorite kind of wrestling match. When because like a lot of times they're like, oh, I'm going to fight you because I'm mad, or I'm going to fight you because I'm a title. It's a title shot. No, this time we're going to fight to settle this disagreement as if it's like we've gone to arbitration. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like. What happened? So, like, if Santana and Ortiz win, then Chris Jericho, what, has to apologize and then they'll all be friends again? And if Jericho wins, he Santana and Ortiz and there's friends they're again. just going to be friends again? Like, they didn't say, like, you know, like, we're going to fight so that, like, one of us is going to leave. I, I just don't. I just like when they're like, because uh, Team Taz did this, too, with yeah. uh, Brian Cage and Ricky, like when they were like, we're going to have it out. And it's like, okay, well, I don't, that doesn't really seem like the best way to have it out. Actually. Well, it, seems like it should be in the explanation is like, we're going to have a match to settle this. And actually the results don't matter. It's just about getting our aggression out in the ring. <laughs> yeah. Like we beat each other up and then we can all be friends again. Cause you know, we've just like let, let off some steam and yeah. now we're buds. Yeah. yeah. But it is funny when it's like, we fight and if we win, you have to stay friends with me. <laughs> like, <laughs> Cool. Which is very actually is kind of a really grade school vibe, I think, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Actually, absolutely. Like a fourth grader would definitely do that. Like, yeah. I'm not your best friend anymore. Like, no, actually you are. And I I'll won you, you in a thumb war. So actually you're my best friend until <laughs> I say you're not my best friend. <laughs> and that's very Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, by the way, is still trying to call himself the influencer. <laughs> really troubling stuff. Do not like it. Can't be hearing that. No. He works so hard to try to seem young, and that's the oldest thing of all, you know? <laughs> I know. And if he knew that, then maybe it would be like a double-blind situation where it's like, actually, mm. it's kind of a good gimmick that you're an old guy who <laughs> thinks he can be young, but he doesn't know, I don't believe. <laughs> if he does and it's a work, I would love that. <laughs> like... You know what? Chris Jericho, work us all. Um, oh. Is the inner circle going to break up? I, I hope, hope so. so. ladies i love a little consensus on the pod (laughs) it feels like they have been breaking up for like a while you know like it feels like they've been hardly doing anything all together since they stopped like Mm -hmm. yeah facing off with the pinnacle and since they lost their counterparts you know it's just like why do they all need to appear so yeah yeah and we are actually going to get to this later, so I won't get into it now. But as the inner circle has gotten less and less interesting, the pinnacle has gotten more and more <laughs> interesting. Maybe the pinnacle is like kind sucking like a, all the interest, you know, like, like a they... black swan, dark mirror situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, let's briefly talk about what's going on with Sammy, who no longer has a family, I guess, doesn't care. <laughs> Sammy was on Rampage and fought Isaiah Cassidy and won. So this was the first in like a one-two punch of like Matt Hardy being like, maybe I have no faith in private party after all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Andrade came out during this match basically just to be like, private party is a bad investment, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
Ooh. Okay. Does anyone remember what happened here? Was Private Party beating Sammy up after the match? Is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Which was, it was really funny because I think Andrade came out and then like Matt Hardy was like, I think he, Andrade and Matt Hardy were around the, the apron and Chris Jericho (laughs) kept being like, and if they try anything, I'm going to have to go down there and help Sammy. And then they <laughs> did try something. And Chris Jericho was like, and if they try anything else, <laughs> I'll have to go help Sammy. And then Private Party actually started beating Sammy up. And Chris Jericho was like, heaved himself to his feet and was like, I guess. And then like, and then Darby came out and it was like so quickly. Chris Jericho was like, okay, great. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's why Sammy was so yeah. ready to walk out the next Wednesday. <laughs> like, well, then I think he should have raised that grievance. And that actually yeah, would have I mean, been one single little emotional uh, point that Sammy could have <laughs> tallied up on the board or whatever. Uh, so, yeah. So Darby came out and like saved him. And then they had a weird loaded moment where it's like they were just like kind of looking at each other. And then Darby like patted Sammy's belt. People were on like belt watch 2022 yeah. this week. It was like belt city, bitch. Uh, but so he like, <laughs> what? Did you think that Darby did good in that moment? Because couldn't I tell what say, was going on. No idea. I, I normally love what Darby's doing with his face. Yeah. But like he was like staring at the belt, but the belt was on Sammy's shoulder. So it kind of felt like he was just averting his eyes away. <laughs> like when a dog doesn't want to challenge another dog. And so he looks down and oh, away. And I was like, I don't really understand what's happening here. And then finally he raised his eyes to Sammy. But Sammy's such a fucking goofball that I just kept being like, I don't know what's happening here. I think that I do think I kind of blame Sammy because. I was like, you want two people in a standoff like that to be giving you compatible energies. Like, you know, like both, like if you, if Sammy was kind of wary, like, what are you doing? Like, I couldn't tell if they were having a little bit of an erotic moment, which I wasn't into, but I would have <laughs> allowed it, I guess. But then it doesn't seem like that's what happened, really. I no. did think Darby was kind of bringing an erotic energy, but yeah. he often does just because yeah. he has a lot of natural intensity. But it was at like a, his head was at a very weird angle <laughs> to stare at the belt. So like a little bird. Yeah. <laughs> and why why does Sammy still have both belts? I thought that the unification match was that maybe they, they would ha- just become one. Maybe a bigger <laughs> belt is on back order. <laughs> they still need to take the two belts to the smithy and have them hammered together <laughs> into one belt. Oh my god, they should hire a, a smithy for the company. Like, yeah. They have enough belts, they could use it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they could make other things like armor and more brass knuckies and Yeah, <laughs> I'd love it if they were making some armor. <laughs> Anyway, and then on Dynamite this week, Sting, Darby, and Andrade cut another promo together. Once again, it's like, what more can you say at this point? It's just absolute <laughs> it's just comedy. Perfect. Uh, Andrade was like, thank God, I finally I meet your boss. Uh, Sting was like, well, I'm not really not his boss. Darby, I thought you took care of this. And Darby was like, I thought I did, Dad. <laughs> I was like in the bathroom for this, so I was just hearing it, but like muffled. And when Sting, Sting apparently said he's not a kid, but what I heard in the bathroom was Sting saying he's my kid. And I was like, I'm glad he's finally acknowledging that. Like, that's nice. You know, <laughs> yeah. oh my god, um, yeah, and then Andrade says he wants TNT championship, Darby wants TNT mm. championship, Sting of all Andrade's of a sudden, threat. everyone wants championship, right? It's like they all like... forgot about championship for actually quite a while, it's been months <laughs> since anyone bring up championship, but this week, 
This week they're all like, wait, are, is this a wrestling promotion? <laughs> Shit. It's like Tony like suddenly was like, you guys know there are bonuses associated with championship, right? Like, <laughs> I didn't realize we were supposed to try and get championship. <laughs> uh, and I don't think, uh, does anyone have any other further thoughts? Can we move on? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tony last week on Twitter promised that we would get a little Wednesday night forbidden door surprise. He revealed after Dynamite that he flumbled his words and like didn't really have a forbidden door surprise. So he had to get another forbidden door surprise, an actual one to go along with his uh, whatever it was signing surprise free agent signing. Yeah. So we got two new men. So we'll start by talking about the one who did a fight. Uh, it's very funny that Tony Khan, it's like he's like a billionaire whose kid, like he accidentally promised a pony and now he's got to go get a pony. Like, it's, it's so funny that he didn't just go, guys, I shouldn't have said forbidden door. I just meant it was cool. Instead of like right. doing any kind of clarifying tweet, he was like, no. well, I told the kids that they were going to go to the park today. So I got to take them. They're all going to melt down. Like I won't be able to deal with it. Did you guys see the stuff today where like he's not running for Congress? But yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was actually, I was in a meeting and I got a text from Sarah that was like, if you see anything, don't worry. Tony Khan is not running for <laughs> Congress. That's the absolute That's, best way that could have been broken. Yeah, <laughs> What a perfect little, good work, Sarah. Uh, anyway, so we did get one actual new fighting man, and that is Keith Lee, who used to be WWE on NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a big man, which I had known from Twitter, and then I saw him and was like, that is big. He was fighting isaiah cassidy who had promised to ass pound his mysterious opponent so immediately we're in comedy land isaiah cassidy will not be ass pounding <laughs> isaiah cassidy looked like a deflated version of keith lee like okay or i thought you were like, gonna say looked like a deflated virgin that's what i heard and i was like wow that's true cool, yeah. but not a no and maybe a yes <laughs> it's like he's a little stick boy who needs to be inflated more to be like the size of the opposite size <laughs> he looked so small next to this man it was like this is unsafe maybe she said yeah. interestedly when when keith lee like yeeted him across oh their ring, he threw him so high yeah it was it was there was that there were the two i mean they were jumping all over the place but there was that first one which was crazy and then there was the second one (laughs) isaiah cassidy's (laughs) shriek is the best thing i've heard on my tv screen in at least a month like i was just like this is fucking perfect it was i I do feel like he should get he should get some kind of award for that because that was some good work i think like (laughs) I don't know, in-ring vocalizations. <laughs> like, you're right. Yeah. Like. And like a, yeah, and an unusual one too. Because there's some mm. that are like, it's a pretty common category of grunts and right. moans. But this brought something really new and exciting to the table. You're right. He gets he an like, award. I've, I've, I have never looked like more of a twink than right now. Oh, I'll be shrieking <laughs> later. <laughs> You'll be enjoying that. <laughs> he said, lean in. <laughs> He knows what's happening in this match. <laughs> uh, let's give uh, Keith Lee a man a man rating. Are you guys prepared to do a new man rating? You prepared eight. to do that? Eight. eight. Yeah, I'm also at eight. Yeah. I was very I was very grouchy because one of the 
things Leah told us ahead of time was that there were going to be two new men. And I yeah. was like, I'm just going to lose it on Tony Khan. <laughs> and then this man came out. I loved him. And yeah. I loved him. Yeah. He was so delightful. He was so large. I felt like I just want to look and marvel at him, you know? <laughs> I know. Like, and then, like Sarah, when Sarah was explaining both new men to me, she was like, she couldn't, she could not articulate anything about Keith Lee. She just kept being like, he's so big and you're going to like him. And I was like, I like in in my head to me because I did not Google this man in any way. To me, I'm thinking like this is Luke Cage, this uh, Brian Cage, this is Hobbs, <laughs> and I'm like I don't really think that like big men are like that exciting to me. And then yeah. he showed up, and I was like, he's big, and I like it. Yeah, he was well, big in such a different way that those guys are big. And, uh-huh. and his whole vibe was so smiley and he enjoying. Was, but he was. It was. I also give him an eight. It was meditative. Like when he yes. start when he started taking off his little outfit to be like, "It's me, a big man, enjoy." He <laughs> yeah. looked like he was like, "This is actually what I thought." I was like, "It's like we're in Hannibal," and it's one of the scenes where Hannibal is lovingly preparing the flesh of a human man, and it's like he's like, "This is my passion. This is where I truly shine." That's exactly the energy that he brought in yeah. a good way. No, you know, you're right. Chant, the crowd chant is bask in his glory, which wow. is so fantastic. It's like, yeah, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Do you guys think he's like an opposite coin to Mox where he's like in the same way is just completely satisfied by doing violence, but like just in a different yeah. like in- way? I can see yeah. that. There is like a very pure Mox's is so much like happy dog animalistic and Keith Lee's is so much more he was Yeah, like he's a, a symphony of spiritual. It's a spiritual experience. Wow. Yeah, it's that um <laughs> you know in um what's the movie with the Vangelis like the with the runner Anyway, he says, when I run, I feel God's pleasure. Like, mm. that was kind of the energy of when <laughs> yeah. I wrestle, I feel God's pleasure. Oh, yeah. Chariots, chariots of fire. Sensual. Yeah. Oh, chariots of fire. I never saw that. No, me neither. Yeah. Well, I should have watched it. it. Takes place in St. Andrews, I think. <laughs> um, yeah. Loved it. Happy. Loved yeah. it. Very happy. And it was great that they just paired him up with the littlest boy. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> I've never enjoyed the relative sizes of men more than I enjoyed them in that match. I know. And then, oh, the other thing that happened was that uh, the poor poor little private party, both of them ended up getting thrown and snapped like little twigs. And uh, Matt Hardy left in the middle of the match. And uh, Leah, you can explain this if you want. I thought this was so funny and I got so brutally blanked in the group chat about it. <laughs> I just, I, I did kind of know that that was a reference, but I didn't like understand what you were saying The like who, who felt how, like, was he being like, is like a joke at WWE? Yeah. Or, like, oh, yeah. Okay. So it was during like a commercial or something. Sarah turns to me and goes, you know how Jeff Hardy got hit, fired from WWE? And I thought she was just asking in general. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, no, no, no. But do you know, like why he got fired and I was like didn't he leave in the middle of the match and she's like yeah what did Matt Hardy just do and I went oh shit and she was like I just saw that and read it too I didn't catch that reference either and then today Matt Hardy retweeted uh somebody talking about it and was like hmm are you saying I was perhaps erratic and so it's all just like a joke at WWE in uh, defense of Jeff but it's just very it's like I like when people are petty I like when they do like weird petty shit yeah I, I, <laughs> I, get, I get blanked on my again. podcast <laughs> I just I don't like I'm not mad about it I feel like I just like don't fully get it because like I guess I think it seems like Jeff Hardy just like didn't want to be at WWE and wanted to be 
fired kind of so good for him that he did it but i'm like i don't think in general like people like should leave in the middle of that. <laughs> <laughs> not that this wasn't i mean i understand this was planned that's not what i'm saying well, i think i just don't really get it but i love that it was a really good joke for you and that we each have to get our own joy in this life that much i know <laughs> okay you guys want to move on to talking about hangman Oh, you don't want to keep talking about Matt Hardy? I kind of, that was kind of it for me. <laughs> I think. I don't know what's going to happen with Private Party. Do you have a, you guys have any ideas about that or? No, I wish well, something would happen. I they know. Need- I feel like they could be really charming in the right circumstances. Yeah, because they, just they have that quite- like um, slightly too full uh, beach ball like vibe where it's like they need to be sat on pretty often, <laughs> but like in a fun where it's like when someone like that is in the right hands, someone who can sit. Yeah then right. they really start to shine. I, I feel like, you know, Eddie Kingston could grab them and just, Scrub you know. Yeah. 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 You know, I'm interested in that, actually. <laughs> I don't see him really having the patience for it in the long term, but. No, I think the dynamic would have to be a funny one where they're like, they're like little ducklings that imprinted on him yeah. and they keep following him around even though they, he keeps telling them to get I lost. I actually love that. That would be really <laughs> cute. I just pictured like, okay, so Brian Danielson's boy, uh, school for boys fails and none of the boys will join him, but private party turns up and it's like, we're here. Actually, and I like that too. You know, I think in a way I'm like, you could tell me like, if I just want that is it's the imprinting thing that's important i want private party to imprint like little ducklings on someone and have the experience of being like we can like do do you like do good we can do good we could be good like we could be like you dad to someone who's like i do not want you around <laughs> i don't want you here <laughs> so. brian danielson would be good at that so uh yeah tony Tony, Tony get on this it. is a good idea, actually. Good, good work, team. <laughs> yeah. mm. Okay, Hangman fought Lance Archer in the Dynamite main event this week. It was absolutely crazy. There was so much blood. It was Blood City, bitch. I think I already said this once. Did I already say this? What was I talking about? Oh, Belt City. It was, it was, Belt, <laughs> it was Belt City, bitch, too. It was Belt City and Blood City, bitch. <laughs> they started the fight backstage. They burst through a pane of glass which had been positioned over the entrance to the heel tunnel which raised some questions that we might need to unpack uh then started blading i think immediately so it's like i've never seen this much blood in it a match so on my much screen blood. it was crazy just and puddles of it yeah then the crux of the match was kind of like dan lambert and jake the snake came out and dismantled the top rope of the ring so that hangman couldn't do his buckshot lariat finisher and then he ended up doing it off of the ref's back which i thought was really cool so let's cool. get into it extremely let's start with the blood I I mean I liked the blood I enjoy blood in matches and it felt very hardcore and great but I do feel like at this point they're kind of overusing blood especially with hangman's matches because it's like every match is like yeah. so bloody I think he like, might be going down like a dark path where it's like he may bleed <laughs> to feel alive or something <laughs> yeah well it's like where do you go from here this is I like I know it was a death match and everything but it was like it was just Lance Archer like you've got to save it for like special occasions to make it like mm-hmm. land harder is how I felt and it was so much blood it wasn't just like a little bit like he bled more than he did for brian danielson like yeah it was a disturbing amount of blood 
it was a lot. I actually still loved it and was not disturbed. I'm sorry to say. I think like something is like coming loose in me, but I didn't feel like bloodthirsty. Although I was like, there's this much blood, and Mox, who only drinks it, isn't even here. <laughs> I'm sure Mox came out to clean it up yeah. after just <laughs> licking it up it like a little floor. dog. Yeah, you're right. Did you guys see Hangman tweet today that he's tired of bleeding once <laughs> <Yeah>. a month? <laughs> Got a big a kick out of that one. That's a good uh, yeah, I, I mean, I actually did. I thought it was a really fun match. I really enjoyed it, uh, and I liked the finisher with the ref. And mm-hmm. then afterwards, we can get into this. We'll get into the bigger conversation about like what's going on with Hangman. Um, Adam Cole, who squashed Evil Uno on Rampage, and then delivered this like real, like angry, serious boy promo that was like, hey, "These are all the people that I've beat here, and I'm a big deal, and I'm going to be a champ," and like really was like, "I'm buckling down. I'm done with that silly boy stuff." Um, he came out and kind of like hit Hangman with his belt in a little bit of a like tapping him with the glove way like okay let's go Mm -hmm. buddy so it seems Mm -hmm. like we are building to that for revolution probably so what is what are the what are the overall thoughts on where we are with Hangman as a champ right now I mean I think it's been a big conversation on Twitter I think I've seen it a bunch of different ways and I think Anne you said you read like an essay about it yeah, on Tumblr, just like a little one by some rando, you know, but also <laughs> saying we like, <laughs> we little essay. Yeah, just um, complaining that Hangman's kind of been underused and not um, like basically treated like enough of a big deal as the world champ, which I sort of agreed with. Like, I feel like we haven't seen him very much since he's been world champion. And my feeling too is like with the arc, like, I think now that Adam Cole's coming in, like we've got the potential for like a pretty meaty feud. Like both of those guys are pretty good at like getting emotional stuff in there. So I'm psyched about that. Um, But I also feel like they almost, it's like Hangman winning the belt after his whole long arc of like believing in himself and all that. Like it was such like a clear like story endpoint that it's like kind of weird to be in a position where it's like, well, the story keeps going. Like now he's got it. Like, what do you, where do you go from there? And it's like, I don't even know that I have, like, I'm sort of sympathetic to them not knowing what to do because like, I don't quite know like what his emotional arc should be at this point, you know? Yeah. I disagreed with the point about like, we haven't seen him enough because I do feel like he has been on like enough, but I think it's hard because I mean, the part that I agreed with is that like, and I don't, I don't necessarily think that this is Tony's fault is that like, he doesn't really feel like a champion. But part of that is because it's so much harder to do with baby faces. You know, when they're heels, they get to walk around the ring and be like, get carried in on a throne and all of that shit. But like (laughs) the baby face, like you kind of can't like hangman's never going to shove it in your face that he's champion. It's like, it's harder to book him. I feel like, oh, no, keep going. No, I was just gonna say, and I and I, again, to think that it things got derailed by Mox leaving. Yeah. Like I think, you know, yeah, they might have had a different story planned, and it yeah. just didn't work the way it was supposed to. Yeah, yeah. I think I do feel like there might be like something that I haven't seen happen with the belts that could happen with the belts is like. And I don't know, like, it's like, we don't know anything about wrestling. So I'm like, is this a thing? I don't know. But it's like, if you're the champ and you have the belt, is there a feeling of like, I have a responsibility to be something for this company, to do something like to bring something to the table at this company where it's like not, I feel like I'm kind of being like, it's like a politician kind of where it's like, you got elected. (laughs) So like, are you going to like get us like chocolate milk in the cafeteria or what like not you don't want to do it like directly like that but it's like is that an angle that you could use with babyface stuff that's like I am trying to like 
create some change here, like be some kind of like a a figure that's doing something and that that is a a next level challenge that is like driving things that I do and choices I make. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's that's really smart. I mean, not that I can really see Hangman doing it, but like. The, the but if he was like the one being like i could mentor all the little boys around right scary, you know? yeah. or if it's, he's like, gonna start like, the mass caster is yeah. is being too horny we've got to shut down <laughs> some of this horny backstage behavior actually it would be yeah it'd be interesting if he was walking around backstage like guys get it together like we gotta behave like yeah that's like something potentially like there's some some spitballing room there the other thing that i thought about because i also was like wh- when you brought this up man i was like okay what do i think him man should be doing the thing is it's like you don't want to just like retread the same ground over and over again but one of the things that was going on when he won the belt was that it was like the tentative stalemate basically with the bucks that's like Mm -hmm. okay I'm not gonna wreck your shit anymore and you're not gonna wreck my shit anymore we have reached equilibrium a natural thing that you could do but they maybe don't want to which is totally fine is you can dig into like rebuilding a friendship and like yeah. the, the bucks are I don't know what's going to happen but like they potentially are swinging back around to babyfaceville uh with Adam Cole's <laughs> absolutely <laughs> bananas bad boyfriend <laughs> behavior so well, it'll th- be interesting with Adam Cole coming at him to see how yeah. those, like that's what I'm hopeful for with this is that they like get into some of that history and sort of yeah. the dynamics with the elite and yeah like I think that would be really cool right and it's like you don't again it's like you don't want to run back the same stuff forever but also it's like the elite have done a really good job at being like we're just dysfunctional friends slash not friends and we kind of do that in cycles for years and it's like seems like maybe it's pretty kind of good over and over again so and that's like you know I I think that would be potentially very sexy so yeah (laughs) well and even like how does the friendship recalibrate now that hangman is the champ you know like it's like if one of your friends becomes suddenly way more successful like you know or you like you had that success and now you've leveled down because they lost their little belties yeah send them on a little insecurity journey well i (laughs) I mean that's not (laughs) based on matt's spray tan situation this week he may be there already (laughs) (laughs) that was kind of a dark cry for help especially (laughs) standing next to adam cole who looked more like a casper than like next to him like the contrast was insane and even nick too had been like it's february no i'm not gonna be spray tanning my face and matt was like fine i'll have a fucking party by myself i guess i guess nobody else wants to spray tan it's like i'll take all the spray tan you're not using and use it on my own self (laughs) so do we want to talk now about what's going on with all adam cole (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we'll get into it. So um, the Rocky Trent Rapungi Vice versus Matt Nick uh, match got rescheduled now that Rocky is COVID free, I guess. Uh, they did a little promo on Dynamite, but then Matt Nick and Adam Cole interrupted it just to rough them up. So they're like not hot for the not hot not like <laughs> not so they're not hot for the match so they look ugly um, you know after Anna and Josh were on this podcast they apparently told or Josh told Allie that the whole podcast is just an hour-long game of hot or not which isn't, isn't I, I did say I was like we talk about the about matches the actually time. and he was like yeah but it's kind of like if a match is good it's hot <laughs> I mean, uh, man has a point. so then that their beatdown got interrupted by Jay White, leader of the 
current leader of the Bullet Club, uh, which I, of course, knew. I know all that. Uh, that guy is not a problem. And uh, he just did a little violence and then left. Adam Cole, it turned out, had invited Jay White and knew he was coming, did not tell the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks did another promo later in Dynamite because they are fucking on their shit. Unreal. Where they were like... Uh, Adam, yeah, about that. Like, you know that, like, Jay White and Kenny have, like, kind of been, like, mortal enemies at some points. And Adam Cole was like, it's totally fine. Guys, it's fine. Everything is good. He's got your back. He's got, I would never lie to you, blah, blah, blah. I got to go take care of some shit. <laughs> Yeeted himself on out of there. Um, it's so funny how in all of these things, like, Adam Cole's whole vibe is just, like, an extremely clueless boyfriend where he's like, you guys, you won't even believe it. I brought this guy over. You're going to love it. And then they're like, actually, we hate it. And you know we would hate it. Yeah. You know that we hate him. And he's like, you what? No, it's going to be fine, actually. But the sexiest part about this is, is it clueless or is it right. gaslighting? Well, I like because sometimes it feels gaslighting. I like that yeah. we, where we've been on a journey where at first it seemed like vulnerable cluelessness of just like, I just mm-hmm. want everyone to get along. And at this point, it's kind of like, well, she's told you to take out the trash 17 times. <laughs> and you just said you don't know what trash is. So, yeah, I think maybe something else is going on here. Yeah, I love that he's doing it again in the exact same way because, yeah, it is starting to get implausible yes so that is quite interesting so again i think it is a real little teacher's pet of the week moment for the young bucks they know how to just give us that little brief little background on the shit we don't know anything about and then suddenly i'm like yeah great now i have a frame of reference i didn't need more than that it took like 30 seconds yeah it took 30 seconds and i'm completely on board i understand what's happening on all of us and i'm eager for what's gonna happen next i'm like oh this is kenny's rival oh like i'm like into it because that means kenny must be coming back Kenny coming back soon i hope he he must i kind of miss him which i miss him so much i've been having like actually rising intensity this week where i'm just like (laughs) i need kenny i need kenny i need kenny i need kenny my little psychopath to come back and do his absolute crazy things he's the heart of this company i need kenny back (laughs) you got me baby you got me i'm a kenny boy boy we all we get stockholm so easy you're a kenny boy i don't know i I guess that yeah but i don't know what to say we're gender innovators on this podcast honestly wrestling is really about gender innovation when you think about it i think that's right yeah um uh, you guys excited for this match or what's up um for this new Repungi- man or no Matt? for the Rapungi guys <laughs> y'all like that are we just gonna are we just gonna let that go just or what's up <laughs> what was the problem with y'all it? like this or what's y'all up into this or what's happening <laughs> what's the deal uh I don't, yeah no the Rapungi vice reunion I don't think that I've seen the Young Bucks for longer than 30 seconds at a time for I 16 years them. so I'm I pretty excited yeah that's right that's a good point Leah I did like out loud was just like young bucks when they <laughs> young bucks thank god young bucks oh i just love them they just know what they're doing they're just good people yeah. aren't talking about and, it enough and trent and rocky are very good so yeah. i just think i'm i think i'm about to see you know some yeah. people be good at their job which is did you see that matt updated their twitter bio and was like there's about to be a banger on on rampage no. <laughs> like, thank you wow i love that i it's fun that i think it seemed like they all were like we gotta have our match we gotta have our rapungi vice young bucks match so yeah that's promised yeah. um jay white interested in him or what's what's up <laughs> do you want to <laughs> oh you want uh, yeah. to rate him? i want my new man score I'm at like a two. I <laughs> did not see anything to intrigue me. 
I am giving a higher rating completely because of like the the elite situation, but mm. not him on his like. I'm gonna give him a five just because I'm like I think th- I think that there's some stuff that's gonna happen, but yeah, him him himself. Oh yeah, I'm higher on the storyline for sure, but him personally, it's like I, this, there was nothing drawing me in on this man. We didn't even get to see his whole face for long. I know a exactly. We, we did not get enough. I'm like jumping in to defend him. I'm like, we saw the whole face. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i i yeah i'll give him i'll go three and a half i'll, I'll split the baby i will say <laughs> that i like i am predisposed to like him because of the story that uh <laughs> that chuck taylor apparently or no trent i think it was trent called him a knife pervert during like commentary <laughs> or something and he liked it so much he put it on a shirt and now like that is just something he sometimes gets announced as <laughs> i love that that's our good boy he's useful uh, I did also like that, like, Matt Jackson, like, was just staring at him, like, had a real, like, was going through something with himself. And Nick <laughs> kept looking at him like, Matt, I usually kind of depend on you to help us respond to things. So you don't seem to be doing that because Matt was just kind of staring at him. And I liked that. I like when Nick is like, I, oh, OK, well, I guess I won't respond because you didn't show me what to do. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it is true that, like, they didn't really have, like, a co- coherent response to him showing up because Nick was Nick uh, Matt was too busy looking at him speculatively yeah. like it wasn't quite like a no well maybe <laughs> I think per- perhaps in the in the actual canon Matt was being like is my boyfriend gaslighting me is my bad boyfriend Adam Cole gaslighting me when he knows that I don't want this man to be here so maybe that's what was going on I need Kenny uh, back I need I know, I know. Yeah. The other thing I want to say is that like this did light me up enough that I was like just on Twitter looking up Bullet Club stuff, and I did like the two things I found, which was that apparently Adam Cole saying once you're in Bullet Club, you're always in Bullet Club was very funny to people who had been fans of the Bullet Club for a very long time because apparently the Bucks kicked Adam Cole out of the Bullet nice. Club. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and the other thing is that they're the other like. I'm going to fuck up his name, so I'm not even going to say it. There was somebody from the Bullet Club who's just shitposting gifs of of guys being like, what the fuck about this whole thing? Like, they were just like, what is happening over there? Well, like, can you imagine just being like a regular wrestler in the Bullet Club being like, what is happening in AEW? Like, what, is, what are they doing? <laughs> well, I liked it. Love that. Uh, let's talk about Mercedes Martinez. She fought Thunder Rosa on Rampage and hit her over the head with a pipe, resulting in a rare DQ finish at AEW. Afterwards, she, Britt, and Jamie Hayter cut a little promo in which Britt revealed that she hired Mercedes to beat Thunder Rosa. And she wasn't happy with the outcome because she wants Mercedes to, like, actually win. So then, like, they are going to have another match with like a no disqualifications match. Uh, but the other thing going on in that promo was that Jamie Hayter, her vibe was like, I didn't fucking know that you hired her. So she seemed mad at Brit, but then Mercedes got up in Brit's face and Jamie Hayter got between them to protect Brit. So <laughs> I thought that was emotionally rich, sexy. Love it. Uh, Leah, what did you learn about Mercedes Martinez this week? Uh, this was the first time I saw her wrestle and the first time that I heard her announced. And she is from my hometown. Uh, wow. She is from the Brass City, Waterbury, Connecticut. And <laughs> I lost right. my mind. <laughs> yeah, cool it, sister. That's literally what she's announced from. She's announced from the Brass City. 
didn't even hear that. I guess I wasn't. Paying okay, well, attention. pay attention to the best no, wrestler oh, in all oh, elite oh wrestling. God. Okay, all right, all right, all I right. I think that you should start paying attention. Clearly, she many she's have said it. Star. Someone's had an Omicron search for Mercedes <laughs> Martinez. I think. Wow, now you know how it feels. Now you know. I haven't fucking seen Red Dragon in a month. I'm gonna kill myself. Uh, okay, I guess he's with his baby or something. Uh, he okay. Um, yeah. So that, right. So we're um, we we stand now. Uh, Huge. You guys like you guys like you want to give her a new woman score? Oh, a new woman score. Eleven. Okay. Ha ha ha. I'm at like a seven on her. I'm pretty psyched. I like how big and strong she is. And yeah, she seems cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm a little lower. I'm a six and a half. I like her, but I need to see more. I'm ready to well, see more. Maybe if I you're like Brass the- City Girls. I'm not. I'm not a Brass City Girl, baby. I'm from Wilmington, a place to be somebody. So wait till somebody comes out with that announcement. Uh, I did think during that. Uh, I think I thought it during the inner circle part where like Santana and Ortiz were being like you've never respected us I was like there's a lot of workers rising up at AEW <laughs> right now yeah private party yeah. could join them too so it would be like I think they, the- they lost their opportunity because their employer <laughs> abandoned them before they could abandon their employer <laughs> <laughs> the rest of them really are seizing the means of production around here though i think hell yeah, yeah. 2022 <laughs> <laughs> it's a worker's market that's right <laughs> uh you guys got anything else to say about this i thought it was mm-hmm. good i like the the mercedes martinez thunder rosa match i'm excited to see it again yeah they it seem like they're fun. gonna go and hard. I- yeah, and I felt like they were bringing like juicy little storylines, like both with the like yeah. pipe and disqualification, and then with the Brit stuff. It's like it's nice to see the women doing something fun. Yeah, and it's like they need someone back there being like, "Ladies, get fucking crazy." I'm like, maybe I'll yes. give her a higher new woman score just for that because her vibe does seem to be like that. She's back there telling people like, "When you go out there, you can do any fucking thing you want." Did you know that? Yeah. So yeah, it's a real like. Half forceful hey, wow she just got you a big bump me. from this conversation <laughs> she does have like a real psycho vibe in a very different way than the bunny has a psycho vibe which i really like so yeah she kind of seems we... more like she could back it up yes that's how we do it in connecticut okay you guys being from connecticut and delaware it's like the two <laughs> wussiest states excuse me we are the first state <laughs> and <laughs> I will hit you with a steel pipe, Anne. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to be... Now I'm joining the Brass City bitches. And we're going to... The Brass City bitches. Delaware, Connecticut together forever. Oh, no. I'm so scared. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Enough of that. Uh, MJF both opened and stole the show, I think, with absolutely deranged. Little better than the best in the world celebration. So the man came out on a... Is it palanquet? Is that what you? Is that how you say it out loud? Uh, no idea. Uh, he got carried out. He Frenched a girl on TV. That was his actual girlfriend. <laughs> oh, was it? Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Wasn't she hot as hell? Yeah, I liked yeah. the other one more. I think, but good for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I was like, wouldn't have been my choice, but sure. <laughs> I, well, I just remember thinking that I was kind of like, I want to fringe that first one. <laughs> girlfriend i guess that does make sense good for them hope they're happy happy valentine's day 
uh, <laughs> anyway, so they did a whole thing. I got to break this down really, really fast. I got to get through this. Okay. So then, and then we'll weigh in on what happened. So Punk came out and was like, I want a rematch. MJF was like, no, you can't have a rematch. Punk was like, Wardlow, by the way, MJF does not respect you. So you should probably get out of that bad situation. Wardlow did some face acting. Darby and Sting came out with their bats and Punk had a bat. So it was kind of like loner club situation. And I think Punk, I, I think I missed part of this, but he was kind of like, Wardlow, if you want to get out of there now, we're going to be doing some bat stuff. And Wardlow <laughs> didn't do anything. And then FTR was like, actually, we want a rematch. Forgot that they had a match. And <laughs> this is going really good, I think. Yeah, no, don't worry about it. Uh, and then MJF was like, okay, if you, Punk, fight FTR tonight, a tag team match and win then you can have a rematch with me but your tag team partner can't be sting or darby either of these two nerds uh and punk was like okay and so then we got a little w- gap mjf also was like punk and everyone else hates you fyi so oh, yeah. good luck finding somebody That's which right. i enjoy that was interesting yeah i mean fun and then yeah so then we had a little interlude in the programming where we watch some other things we enjoy and then we had our ftr versus punk and mox match (laughs) (laughs) it's it was great and in in between those two things punk tweeted at danhausen to be like are you busy right now which is a very funny thing and he tweeted at samoa joe and he said from wwe not there anymore (laughs) and said are you in the country which i loved He's I don't so really good. think of him as a comedy Twitter boy. But no, those are some. But and then he followed stuff. up that Danhausen tweet. Did you see that too? He followed up afterwards and said, "Never mind." <laughs> <laughs> it did make perfect sense because all I could picture was Punk going backstage to catering and being like, "Hey, does anyone want to fight in the next thirty minutes?" And Mox just stands up and is like, "Yeah, I'll fight." <laughs> that fully added up. And then also in the middle of the match, suddenly I remembered, uh, like Darby and Sting having some matches trios matches with mox and i yeah. was like oh that's great because he was like having punk was having this conversation with like darby and sting that was very much like y'all know any like you guys have any friends <laughs> and i just could imagine them being like no we don't really have any friends well kind of one kind of so it worked from every angle really yeah i loved it yeah and i had missed when it happened that the match was gonna i thought it was gonna be like next week or something so like when they were doing it that night it was very exhilarating you know sometimes like obviously we love our long-term storytelling from our beautiful bucks at all but sometimes a little immediate payoff it turns out is like (laughs) mad sexy feels good Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like adrenaline serotonin it felt like so much was happening in this whole episode like things were just moving like it was quick yeah yeah it was very yeah, fun. Not a not a down moment. Uh, it is funny to me that MJF gets to keep like calling these like stipulations <laughs> and like people just keep letting him. They're like, "I want a match," and he's like, "Only if you answer my three questions." <laughs> and they're all like, "Well, what can we do? We got it. We got to do it." <laughs> what does he have on Tony Khan? <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I thought this was very fun. Mox seemed very happy. He and Punk obviously have some WWE history, so that was uh, quite sweet. Uh, it was good. It was good. It was fun. This whole the whole segment, like MJF, just fantastic. Like the, Mox coming out was such a, like a fun surprise. Like yeah. Wardlow did great face acting. Great like I was, he was back on his with game. Everybody, he had lost me last week, but he got me mm-hmm. back this yeah. week. 
his face and his stooped shoulders as he carried those cardboard cutouts <laughs> yeah. up the ramp and set them up in the ring. And the whole time was just the vibe of this is the most humiliated that I have ever been. Yeah. And then, and then that moment where uh, MJF was like, there's just one man I have yeah. to thank. And oh. he took that little step <laughs> I know. forward. Oh. And the crowd got, so I think rough. he got a little chant at one point where people were yes. being like, Wardlow, Wardlow, which was great. You're like, it's working. The whole thing is working. Like, it's all working. Yeah. Yeah. And he had to run out to wrestle right after that segment mm-hmm. too. So it was like a very fast turnaround, which was also, also felt like a lot of immediate gratification. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And then, and then I actually did love Sean Spears during that segment. Not <laughs> hornily, Leah. I don't want to fuck Sean Spears. But uh, I was like, one thing that's pretty delightful about Sean Spears actually is he's like, I'm chair sexual and I'm der- deranged. And I love <laughs> cheering for people. And so he has a real like vibe of like, he's not putting it on. He's like, it actually is like, he's like, I'm totally happy to be here for you, Wardlow. And I actually love cheering for you ahead of you when I come out in the tunnel. And I just need to do my cheer stuff. It's not really about being mean to you. I just got to do that cheer stuff. I got to do it. I got to do it. I got to do it. Uh, and that really, I was like, that's sweet. Like I found myself at the end when Wardlow was in a horrible mood, leaving with Sean Spears, just like capering behind him like a little monkey. I was like, Wardlow, it's not his fault. God made him this way. <laughs> <laughs> it really does work very well the storyline like you totally believe that like there's no tension between MJF and Sean Spears no. like Sean Spears is never gonna feel bad no about any of this empty head no. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I guess I love Sean Spears I don't know you can get me anywhere <laughs> you can just get me anywhere humor is a core value uh, you guys want to play a little game I guess I should have teased this at the front and I forgot to I'm a fool. It's not a problem. So it is Valentine's Day week and Super Bowl week, but we're not celebrating that. Uh, (laughs) We don't observe. We don't observe, yeah. Uh, We needed a little treat because, as you know, it's been a little bit of an emotional roller coaster for us in the world of wrestling for the past couple of weeks. So we are going to play a love game. Producer Marjorie is going to hop on mic and help us out. So she has a list of all of our AEW wrestlers, and she has a little number randomizer. She is going to give us random pairs of wrestlers. We are going to tell you (laughs) what we think their romantic vibe would be and what we think they would do to celebrate Valentine's Day together. Marjorie, say hi to everyone who thought we made you up. I'm real, and I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> she's really real, and she's really excited. Uh, are my are my co-hosts also excited and ready? Extremely. Very excited. Okay, Marjorie, hit us with some of those pairs. All right. Yes. Um, 141 names, and we've used a random number generator. That's a lot of names. <laughs> Can you imagine we know that many names? We don't. <laughs> Leah, when we were discussing this game, was like, it's amazing that we know all these people. And I immediately looked at the list and was like, I don't. <laughs> no, no. We were like, we need to remove at least these three. Like, <laughs> Okay. First pair. Bryce Remsberg. <laughs> And I didn't know Bryce. I forgot that you put refs on here. I love it. Sure did. Penelope Ford. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Wow. Poor Bryce. Wow. She couldn't handle that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He's not going to survive that. No. Like the relationship or like Valentine's Day? You think it's like one day day. and it's over? Yeah. Yeah. No. He can't make it through a Valentine's Day. 
David. That's a real short king little vibe. Well, actually, I don't know if she's. I'm just kind of picturing her as being two feet taller than him. That can't be right. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I also. I mean, that is the vibe. Like I was just picturing, and I was like, they go shopping, and he, <laughs> she makes him carry all of her packages. Yeah. In my mind, yeah. like he's holding like a comically high amount of packages that he can't see over. Like he's kind of just like a cartoon mouse. Yeah. Yes, yes, that is. There's a little bit of a like a, a Roger Rabbit jessica rabbit vibe where it's like i am imagining her like kissing the top of his head and leaving lipstick there (laughs) (laughs) and he doesn't know and doesn't do anything about it so he's walking around with a lipstick stain on his head (laughs) i really would love to see them standing next to each other because i think she's probably not actually like i was just thinking i was like the women's division is so tiny like she's probably not even tall and he's always next to these big boys so like they could be the same it's still a funny it could be the same I mean, easily, yeah. I think they li- don't. They all live in outside of Philly, so actually, yeah, yes. I think they're on the same flight. You're right; they're Philly. geographically yeah. compatible. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we've made a new connection. Oh yeah, Bryce. I know you're married <laughs> with children, leave your lovers. They're both. <laughs> so they're both. They're both married. married. <laughs> well, what do, so you think they go to the mall for Valentine's Day? Is that your date? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the date I've invented. (laughs) (laughs) They they eat at the food court. (laughs) No, come on. They go to like the California pizza. Yeah, that's that's right. That's right. He takes her to California Pizza Kitchen. (laughs) Yeah, that feels good. Okay. Get a little heart-shaped pizza, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, we're ready for our next pair, I think. So you have Leo Rush and Hangman Adam Page. <laughs> wow. It's hard to imagine them having much to talk about. Imagine Leo Rush trying to sell Adam Page an NFT. I was going to say he buys him an NFT for Valentine's Day and Hangman breaks up with him. <laughs> Not philosophically compatible. No. Yeah. <laughs> you bring it up. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. That's wow. Mm-hmm. I I think they should go to a concert. Okay, because you don't have to talk at those. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Because like, I want I want to set them up for success. Why? That's nice. <laughs> oh, are we not supposed to root for a couple? I'm rooting for them, Alex. I guess I don't think we have to. We have to by default. I think we could say like I, that's maybe not a good idea. Okay, well, I'm I'm a fixer. I want to I want to make things work. Okay, so I don't I just rip things down. The time that Leo Rush rushed the acclaimed and the acclaimed called them him and Dante, I think, virgins. And then Leo Rush was like holding up three fingers, like, "Come on, three. And it, I was like, "He's saying he's had th- sex three, three times," is what it looked like. But he has three children. Oh, is what it was, but, well, so uh-oh. he was kind of saying he's had th- sex three times. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's all he can prove. You know, <laughs> the other times are. You're, you, you're just, you, you can put it on the form, but we can't back it up. Alex, you don't know a single word, you little dumb bitch. Okay. Okay. Leah's going to send him to a concert. Uh, I think that that, I think, what if Leo Rush suggests a concert? He's like, we should go to a concert. And then Hangman's like, I've got an equally good idea and takes him to an open mic poetry night. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I mean, he rushes like he is a rapper. Like so, like, I think he, he might like it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's slanderous of Hangman, like, to suggest <laughs> going to. Well, I think he would support mic. local artists. 
I'm, okay. I know lots of people who go to these kinds of events, and I do think it's repulsive, but they're good people. <laughs> so. Well, all right. <laughs> it's like a poetry reading, I guess. Maybe I shouldn't say open mic night. Well, I hope they have fun yeah, there. Sort of okay, good vibe. for them. Yeah, and nice. I think they're really going to work out. I see it for them. And I hope that Hangman, I hope that Leo Rush. Oh, now you're rooting I hope for he, them? He, I hope he gets Hangman into the board ape, ape club. Because I think Hangman's going to have a lot of fun hanging out at the yacht club with the other board apes. <laughs> NFT joke. Marjorie, hit us with another for, couple. For Marjorie, NFT please. <laughs> for all our... <laughs> Uh, Nick Jackson is going on a date with Fuego Del Sol. <laughs> you know, <laughs> okay, I want to make it work, but I'm really this. This, this, this is where is, you draw the line. Oh, tra- yeah, this why, 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 <laughs> I'm saying you draw the line. Are, you're not rooting for them now. For, you're rooting for Leo Rush and Hangman over Fuego Del Sol and Nick Jackson, two perfectly nice, cheerful men who probably could have a great night out, great conversation, great sex. I don't know <laughs> about what. About anything. They're just cheerful guys. Wrestling, happy probably. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> happy dogs <laughs> out on the town. <laughs> Go to a dog park, pet, pet dogs. I just picture Nick Jackson <laughs> hissing into his phone being like, Matt, you have to come get me. <laughs> okay, why? Why is he not having fun? Because it's Fuego del Sol. You don't, you're mean, you mean Fuego del Sol? <laughs> you don't like Fuego del Sol? I don't watch Sam's Fuego Vlog. clearly has an, well, I don't either, but Fuego, I mean, having Fuego dose i feel like it's a real fun energy yeah they might enjoy the humor that could be awkward if they had that elite connection but maybe fuego is what Mm. if fuego was in love with Mm. fuego dose and he's talking about that Mm. all night about how he's in love with the other (laughs) man is this the date you're planning for them is like they go out but fuego spends all night talking about being in love with fuego at the dog park at the dog park. <laughs> well, we've gone down some paths today. <laughs> this has been and then Matt Jackson down. comes and picks Nick up, and he get, he does that thing where, like, when uh, when Adam Cole got kicked in the face, where he's just like, "You didn't give my brother a nice date. You're in b- big trouble." Fuego <laughs> Dussall doesn't notice. He's on the phone with Cody. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good date, I think. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Okay, next up. Mercedes Martinez okay. and Penta. And the, <laughs> some other names that I didn't know were part of Penta's name. But wow. Penta El Zero Miedo. El, El Zero Miedo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a love connection, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't. they're both like, Crazy. It's a lot of crazy yeah. personality That's... in one couple, but yeah, I, like I mean, they go to like a monster truck rally, maybe, or like an axe, one of those axe throwing. Oh clubs. yeah, oh they both an axe yeah. throwing club, and they get thrown out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wherever they're going, they're getting thrown out. I think yeah. for sure. <laughs> That's actually the theme of their day: is that they get thrown out of every place they Just go into. Multiple places, like they go to axe throwing, they get thrown out, and then they they like, go to some go... kind of like all you can eat place. I really see them like mm. wreaking havoc there, thrown out. <laughs> Just wrestle, wrestle, wrestle heads. Do you guys think that Penta's wearing his mask during? This Absolutely, date? yes. He can't take that off. <laughs> and I don't think she'd want him to. She probably likes the mask. That's part of the appeal. I mean, same question for that's kind of she like dated. She asked him out. Right. She asked him out for, for the, the mask. mask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And he's got the face paint, so if they kiss at the end, she oh maybe gets she get that little yeah. thing with the when his oh. nose rub off and oh, he has little nose. puppy we nose. Sad. We love that. Yeah, we love. That. <laughs> That's how they fall in love. She sees his puppy oh. nose. And then they could be a real, that could be a fun faction. If you get Mercedes yeah. Martinez yeah. and. Uh, in Death, death Triangle. In Death Triangle. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I wonder if she speaks Spanish. And then she could fight Pac in her gender. She's in the faction, oh. but there's Pac. faction issues. Oh, this faction issues. Well, because oh, I, was, I wasn't Pac really saying. I, in the first place, I wasn't <laughs> saying that she should join. I think I was kind of. It was like a custody battle situation where I was like, she oh. could get custody of the Lucha. She's brothers. trying to take Penta yeah. from, and Pac. she would fight Got Pac, it. and she'd win. Oh yeah, she'd kill him. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. Brass City. Yeah, she'd Brass City, bitch. That's what we do in the Brass City. <laughs> Waterbury, Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you want to? Let's get another couple. All right. You have Sammy Guevara. No, oh, no. Boy. That's Ray already Phoenix. a problem. And who? Ray Phoenix. <laughs> That's so unfair to Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix doesn't you know, deserve this. <laughs> that would be the most acrobatic sex anyone has ever had in their yeah, lives. Yeah. It's acrobatic. just like flips in the middle. They probably go on a date to like a trampoline park. They like go play trampoline dodgeball. Yeah. And then... They have they're like really trying to one up each other acrobatically in the bedroom and they hurt each other. <laughs> <laughs> they do, they both just tear their ACLs. Ray, yeah. Ray Phoenix's arm goes the wrong way. <laughs> but he's like, I can keep going. <laughs> and like in two weeks, like Sammy's just down in Mexico meeting Ray Phoenix's family, you know. Easy. They're yeah. saying I love you. Fast track. Wow, but how is Penta gonna feel about this pairing? Not good, I don't He's think. He's busy with Mercedes. <laughs> oh, shit. Mercedes is cute. That's why he's thrown let out this of everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't watching, and you know. You gotta yeah. keep an eye on Ray Phoenix because that little cat smile, that could get anybody. <laughs> I feel like he and Sammy are gonna have a real problem where they're both like, I'm the main character of this relationship in yeah, a big way. Right. Yeah. And they kind of have just, it's too similar. It's just a twink for twink, you know? It's like, twink for I don't twink. Know. Ray Phoenix is a much richer twink. I mean, there's a lot more, mm-hmm. like, charm there, but mm-hmm. they are yeah. in the same category, yeah. I could play this game forever. This is the most fun I've had in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We gotta have We a- do this just every week, our last 10 minutes. Or just- I know. Can we have a couple more? We were so close to the end, but you are you going to make us stop? What about one more? Okay, we're like, we have one more. We're at an hour, I think. We're at an we hour. We love so. going over time. It's so fun. One more. Yeah. One more. <laughs> one more. <laughs> okay. Um. Kenny Omega and Wardlow. Oh and Wardlow. <gasps> That's we deserved this. See, we needed that. this. This Beautiful. was it. We needed this. We needed that. You should have seen all of our eyes just light up. Right. Oh there. my god. <laughs> I think that this is a parry. I think we need to talk yeah. about this. Like this is the most successful. This is interesting yeah, because AEW blind. Date. I do think Wardlow would get into the elite situation and be like, "What the hell is going on here?" <laughs> like he would be like, "Kenny, I need you to wake up, bud. Your friends are out of control, and so are you." I but do feel like Wardlow, like even though he's in a toxic relationship right now himself, like I feel like he'd be very insightful about other people's toxic yeah. relationships. Especially once like, he gets yeah, out of it, he's going to have the, yeah. the clear, clear eyes, full hearts. Right. Mm-hmm. But he also like he wants to stand behind a larger personality. And I yeah. think that yeah. 
Kenny's crazy, but he's not like malicious in the way that MJF is. I think no. that they can be really successful. Yeah, together. but I, they can they can yeah. meet each other's needs. I want us to give Wardlow some credit yeah, and I say right. I think that he I hope he is about to experience a character growth moment, and I hope what he brings to the table with Kenny is like yes. I have a quieter personality and I like to stand behind someone and back up my man, but not all the time because sometimes I'm going to assert my needs, Kenny. And that's going to be alarming <laughs> for Kenny at first because that does not happen to him very often. But then I think he'll appreciate it and he'll say, you know what? Maybe people should be, stand up to me sometimes. So okay. it would be good for him. Be good for him. I am a full card low head now. Oh, yeah. I love them yeah. together. What are they going to do I on their day? Kenny would be a pretty nice boyfriend to Wardlow too. Like yeah. I feel like he'd treat him. They go to the well. arcade. <laughs> they go to the arcade yeah, and, and arcade. they definitely play go to the games arcade. like video games that d- don't require muscle skill. And then Wardlow do like some of those like muscle man games and wins Kenny a big stuffed animal. <laughs> That's sweet. Oh my god, I love, I love them at a little so carnival. Much. That's very sweet. It's all the tickets. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's nice. Aren't you guys glad that we did this? That was the right yeah. one to finish on. Yeah. It was great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it for the week. Is that? I think we hit all the high points. We had a rap yeah. part. We're not getting into that. Uh, we can't. Oh, no, 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 no. Can't get into no, that. No, no, I thought I misunderstood you for a minute. I was like, that's it for the podcast. But this week, <laughs> <laughs> a great note to end on. <laughs> no, actually, this is a, a is moment it. of transformation for the podcast where it's like, the, this is kind of like all the podcast will be going forward. <laughs> like, actually, no. Just 60 minutes every show. week of uh, yeah, just <laughs> random. random pairings and just like, what, what about that? What else is about that? Okay, guys, I've been Allie. I've been Anne. And I've been Mia. And this is Tunnel Talk. Our show is produced by Marjorie Voinovich, who is real, as you now know. Theme is by Chris Corkin. You can find us on all social media sites at Tunnel Talk Pod, via email at tunneltalkpod at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And come back next week.